Welcome everyone to an episode of the Imperfect Parenting Podcast. We've enjoyed our times chatting to Rod about performance and before that about teaching toughness. Rob, I understand you've, you've got something new for us today. Morning Stu and morning everyone. Yes, although obviously, well maybe not obviously, but in my mind every, everything is linked. So a new topic, but it will draw on many of the things that we've spoken about in the past. And Stu, maybe to start off with a, a question, um, I quite often talk with parents who have more than one child. And, you know, you and I, together with Rod, and even before then have been talking about children and their performance and what we do as parents and how we help our kids along. In this case, I, as I say, I quite often meet with parents who raise this kind of predicament or problem. They say to me, you know, Rob, um, the child we're wanting to talk with you about, we, we worry about because he or, or, or she is battling out of sorts with themselves and they're not doing well. Um, they're struggling in certain ways. And they say to me that as a result, one of the things that they're very wary of is praising their other child or other children when they do well because they worry about making this child feel even worse. And so they say to me that very often they'll mute their praise or maybe not even say too much, especially in the presence of this child, you know, who they worry about. And I wondered what you thought of that for starters. I mean, look, not to put you on the spot, but very oftentimes parents sort of think, you know, we shouldn't do that. You can think about that maybe just to say for our listeners as well, what would their thoughts be on that? And then I won't... (laughs) put you on the spot this morning too much unless you're okay with that but this idea of I guess not upsetting a child who's struggling uh, specifically because of praising you know one of their siblings your thoughts on that Stu? It makes me think of, of, of me growing up and I think I might have mentioned this before but you know I, I had a very uh, I suppose in our family other than one aspect we were not pushed as we spoke about in earlier episodes, we really weren't pushed. And, but I had an, an older brother who I'm sure won't mind me saying was was exceptional <laughs> at, especially at things like mathematics and science and, and those kinds of things. And an, has an exceptionally, you know, is very good with you know with his brain. And 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 us two other brothers knew that you know we we, we knew that he was like it. But we but I always had the sense of feeling proud of him. And even though I would come home, and it was just mainly because of lack of work, because <laughs> I didn't work hard when I was at school, and he did as well. So he had he had both, uh, if you could call it the talent, as well as the hard work. But the thing that was interesting for me is that my parents didn't make a big big scene about it. So they never like, you know, oh look at Graham, he's unbelievable, like amazing, or whatever the case might be, which. I mean, at the time, I didn't really think about it, but afterwards, I've thought about it. And, but, but I always had a sense of pride of, oh, look at my brother. He's amazing. He does really, really well. And I think because my parents didn't push us and didn't make a big scene about achievement, I think it allowed me to be proud of my brother rather than see it as a, as a competition, if that, if that made, makes sense. And so I thought it was, it was a, really, a really healthy thing. But I mean, as I think of my two, I definitely mute myself sometimes. Uh, in certain situations where one of them is really struggling um, in certain situations and I, I'll only privately praise the other one. 
and I don't know whether that is a good thing or a, or a bad thing. And then other situations, I'll also at times try and find things to praise the one who is struggling. I could say a lot more, but I don't know what, what you think of that, Rob. As always, Stu, there's a lot in what you said. We will refer back to some of those things, and please do as we, as we chew over this particular predicament for parents. And as you've really put nicely, there's, there's nuance to it. Um, there are various ways of, of looking at the problem, if you like. Um, maybe to say at the outset, though, when parents talk with me about this problem, or say to me that they are, are not praising a child for the sake of the other child who's struggling, the child they worry about. Typically, I say to them, you know, that won't work. Um, as a prevailing strategy, it's, it's got problems to it. Uh, so I normally try to address the issue, if you like, in different ways. And I thought we could talk about why I say that and also, you know, what are the different ways? How do we... How do we go about that kind of, I suppose, fairly common family problem? And, you know, Stu, maybe for starters, what I typically say to parents is, you know, what we don't speak about is a family gathers weight. <laughs> so if there's something like a kind of a, an area that becomes a no-go zone, we're not helping. So there's that one. I don't want a child growing up within reason you know so we're sensitive in what we say to our kids you spoke about you know using your discretion to praise your child you know <laughs> not overdoing it and also looking for the right moment but within reason I don't think we're doing a child any favors by protecting him or her from the sibling's success if that makes sense mm. long term that would be a losing strategy um I say that because I guess for so many reasons we're wanting our child to come to terms with with their situation. Um, We're wanting our child to think more healthily about themselves I guess. So to turn towards themselves with you know with with better better understanding better self-acceptance and there's a lot in that on its own but also because we're very much wanting the kind of thing that you had and you know hats off to your parents for that where you were free to actually enjoy and feel proud of your brother's achievements so as simply as simple as it may have seemed when your parents were doing it there's something really really good in that you were freed up as the younger brother to be proud of of your older brother's achievements and that's that's the kind of goal that we want that says something about the health I guess of of your family space as siblings. And that's the sort of thing we're wanting to aim for. Any thoughts on those opening comments? Sure. Yeah, it's also made me think about another family where um, where I noticed, growing up I'm talking about, where I noticed that, and again only in hindsight, that there was competitiveness between the two. And, I mean, we I never experienced that. I suppose the the question is, you know, if you're going to be praising the one and the other one does feel like they're not good enough, what do you do with that? I mean, that that would be my big question, but I don't know whether we I'm going too deep now. No, absolutely. I mean, I think we need to go there. So we, we will chew over this for a bit because it's got a lot to it. One way of showing the depth of it, I was talking to a, a junior primary teacher two weeks ago. 
about some of the kids in her class who were battling. And we, we, we remarked to each other and realized again how important it is to talk to kids or to, to talk to kids about and to help them come to terms with this issue of comparison, comparing myself with the other. And in competitive spaces and even in junior primary spaces, it can get competitive. Or kids might come from a kind of a competitive framework and set up competitive interactions with their peers. It brings such a lot of bad stew, this idea of comparing. Even in junior primary, what mark did you get? It's amazing. Feeling less than. So comparison is something, I think it's a, it's a sort of a social dynamic. It happens a lot. Comparing and usually feeling less than. We might sometimes feel better than, but quite often we compare up, we look up and we sort of feel worse about ourselves. I think that that's a significant social issue for kids to come to terms with. And if we are in a family that that is competitive and that values competitiveness, one of the kickbacks from that can be that kids are more inclined to compare and to compare in such a way that they might sometimes feel like better than or they're like winners, but quite often they'll feel worse than um, because it induces a sort of anxiety about performance. And then for sure we can easily have unhealthy peer, peer or sibling relationships where there's a sense of better than, less than. So we have to, I think, as parents think about comparison and how how our, our sibling, our children see each other as siblings. Uh, are they able to enjoy each other's achievements and accomplishments and, and praise them for that? Or do they sort of feel, well, you know, in comparison, I'm, I'm not good. We've got to look at that and actually help our kids with that. The thing I, I guess I'm wanting to say is that if we don't talk about it, because it comes anyway, some kids naturally compare themselves. If we don't talk about it, if we go the silent route, we're not going to stop comparison because comparison happens in the mind. Even if we're not praising, you know, openly around the dinner table, one child and the other child doesn't get the praise. Children do it anyway. And so we have to help them with that because if a child has a disposition to compare, or a tendency to compare, or if comparison is being cultivated within the home without us realizing it, you know, we might be a competitive family aware of our social standing. If we are a family who compares, there's always the undertow, which is to say, some days I'll feel good, but other days I'll feel awful because I will come across people who, who I feel, you know, I'm less than them in some way. And, and that can be a very, very difficult thing for children to, to get around. I mean, it's the comparison thing is, is something that's very close to my heart, actually, because, I mean, I think from, from a faith perspective, I think, uh, you know, I still find it difficult, even though this is a conscious decision of mine, to say, like, we are all equal. You know, we come from a country where we weren't all equal. We weren't treated all equally. And, and we are all equal. What does that actually mean? You know, and how do you actually live that out in a way that actually matters? And that really, I think, matters to society, to community, and, and to all of us. But how did you then talk to that that? junior primary teacher about how do you how do you move away from comparison or how do you handle that comparison i think that it would be situation specific because there's going to be in you know in your case you 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 work within socio-cultural contexts so there's all sorts of his, history to the sorts of conversations that you might have there's a lot of depth to it for this child though 
Because, I mean, I, I saw one of the kids who was now actually struggling and getting quite depressed, can you believe it, as a little tot, because of feeling less than. It was really, I suppose, a few things. It was one of the things was realizing what was going on in his own mind and that when certain things happened, when his friend actually asked him how he was doing, he would feel very anxious. And actually helping this little guy talk it through with me, you'd feel anxious because you were now worried that you would be talking about marks that were, were bad or, you know, that maybe your friend would say, my marks are better than you. And talking about the bad feeling that one gets. So I went to, I guess, unpacking the details of what it felt like in that moment of, of feeling less than through comparison, helping the child to put it into words. So again, bringing it out into the sunlight, into the open. If I do have a child, my own child, who struggles with feeling less than, one of the things I'm going to want to do is not to not talk about it, but to actually talk about it and to say, I had the feeling that, you know, over dinner when we were talking that, that you started to feel sad. Let's talk about that. What actually was going on in your mind, in your heart, as we were talking to your sister about, you know, the award she got at school? What happened inside you? Helping our child to ventilate and express something that might be coming from me because of the kind of the culture that I'm setting. But to be honest, you, it comes from the world anyway. So whether or not we as parents, you know, are particularly comparison-based or competitive, it'll come from the world. So helping my child to actually bring that out into the open. Well, you know, I just felt bad because my marks have been, been not good and I've been worried that you guys have actually been disappointed or upset with me. Stu, what a rich conversation to have with the child. We actually remind them again of some important truths. Like, for instance, if we go to the faith-based perspective, oh man, do you know how valuable you are to me? Do you know how much I love you? Do you know how proud I am of you? That level one base, if you don't mind me going back to that term, that constant that is in fact inside all of us, the humanity of our child, that that part of them that is is indestructible, their worth, their value, and liberating that, I guess, and reminding them, restoring them in terms of healthier self-esteem, which, let's remember, isn't based on performance. So level one is all about, for starters, just remember, you are absolutely wonderful and lovely and incredibly lovable from that place go out there and live, live in the world and from that place do what you know god's made you to do that's beautiful rob and i suppose that's that's also what i was saying about our society needs more of that more of us actually looking at each other and saying hey you, you're actually beautiful who you are and not you know what you can do for me or how you can produce for me Thanks, Rob. It's good to chat again.